Somebody just reach up and say, give me my head back. That's what be sober. Be vigilant. That's what sober means. Because when you drink, you get intoxicated. When you get intoxicated, you lose your head. So when the Bible says be sober, it's saying hold on to your head. Don't let the, situ the situation or the circumstances intoxicate you. See, you don't have to drink liquor to be drunk. You can be drunk with anger. You can be drunk with grief. You can be drunk with fear. You can be drunk with low self-esteem. When the Bible says be sober, it's not just talking about liquor. You can be drunk with pride. Have you ever met somebody drunk with pride? They couldn't even see the obvious because their pride had so intoxicated them that they enumerated, making dumb decisions because they are drunk. Be sober means get your head back. John the Baptist is preaching out in the wilderness. He's different from his daddy. His daddy was a church preacher, preached in the synagogues. John the Baptist preached in the wilderness. His daddy dressed in priestly clothes. John the Baptist dressed in camel hair, wild, ate wild locusts and honey. But he was preaching more effectively in the wilderness than his father had ministered in the temple. He was doing real good. And then he says something. He says, I must decrease that he might increase. He said, there's going to be a shift. And when the shift comes, I must decrease that he might increase. When did the shift come? When they cut his head. The cutting of the head. It's a shifting of government. Do you hear what I'm saying? Be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary, the devil, walketh around like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. First Peter, chapter five, verse eight. You're listening to Sober is Dope. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan, and today I wanted to talk about this sacred passage in the Bible that I have been really contemplating a lot lately. And the reason why I've been focused on this is we have to explore the concept of what God meant when he said, be sober. Now, God in all its infinite knowledge would know past, present, future, and all outcomes and potentials would have been aware of... Um, alcohol, drugs, even at the inception of that passage, you know, there was still alcohol, there was still scriptures of uh, wine and people being um, intoxicated and, you know, it was a theme and um, I think that's something that um, is not a modern issue, it's a trans-historical issue. Um, so my thing is, can you be sober in other ways did god was was god talking about a mindset was god talking about your heart your spirit um and i think the answer to that is simply all of the above be sober be vigilant so the thing about sobriety it takes a great deal of vigilance right and if you look at the word vigilant it comes from the root word vigilante 
um, suggesting that, you know, you have to stay um, persistent in the face of um, a villain, some form of tyranny, some form of attack. You know, in this case, he's talking about the adversary, the devil, the villain, be vigilant against the attacks that leads us into spiritual warfare, the concept of um, protecting ourselves from principalities and powers, and really setting the focus there. Now, we know when we talk about alcohol and drugs, with alcohol, they talk about the spirits. We know that there's quite a number of spirits. I think alcohol is like the lubrication that between both worlds, right? You could be more open to some form of demonic attack or some form of spiritual uh, molestation or infestation when you're under the influence and you see it all the time. I have countless stories. Um, one of my most famous stories was in rehab where I was... um. Hanging out with one of the new guys. We was talking about our dreams and everything we wanted to do. And he was telling us he got all of this money. And we had this beautiful conversation full of hope and potential. And I think that our conversation for him gave him so much energy. But it also probably triggered him in a way. Because he was so excited and so inspired. And I mean, like, he said, I'll be right back. And I mean, of course, we're in rehab. We're in this um, protective environment. You have to be drug tested daily. You can't be there if you have a dirty uh, um, urine or dirty blood. If you found that you're intoxicated, you get kicked out of the housing situation. So it was tied to your shelter. So a lot of people really took it seriously. Like, you didn't want to, like, you know... You want to follow your programs and stuff, but you still didn't want to, um, you know, test dirty and get kicked out and have to start all over. But addiction is insidious and nasty, and we all was fighting. I had about, I think, three months in, maybe four, but this guy was fresh in, and he was so inspired. And, you know, so we all, it was early in the morning. You know, everybody smoking their cigarette, drinking their coffee. We did our little powwow. We had this whole motivational talk. We was talking for like at least two or three hours. All right, so about 11, 12 is coming. You know, getting close to midday. Everybody got to start getting ready. I jump in the shower. I go do my thing. And, you know, I'm getting dressed. And one of my boys come in and knock on the door and be like, yo, you know, the guy we just was talking to is outside. He's on the floor. And um, I'm like, what are you talking about he's on the floor? It was like he just fell. I'm like, all right, so I go outside. I'm like, who are you talking about? He was like the guy that we just was talking to, the the the, the brother that just came in. I'm like, how? We just was talking to him. Who? Somebody pushed him. They was like, nah, man, you got to come outside and see, Pop. I'm like, okay. I run outside, and I'm looking at the guy, and I'm looking at his face, and I'm like, that that guy looks familiar. They was like, that's the guy we just was chilling with a couple hours ago. I'm like, but what happened to his face? And I'm telling you, friends and family, man, this guy's face totally transformed. He, I'm talking about his jaw was elongated, his face was all puffy, he was drooling, it was snot coming from his nose, 
the guy looked totally under the influence. The addiction changed his physical continence so much that he was an unrecognizable person. I thought he had some type of brother or twin brother that was came that was under the influence. They was like, yo, the dude went and got high and went and drank and spent all his little bit of money. He was so happy about he had his little money and stuff. And this is what I'm talking about. When we talk about be when God said be sober, be vigilant for your adversary the devil walking around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. I'm talking about those spirits that was on that man, those demons that was on that man, they all came out once he was you could see everything come to the surface. And it was frightening. I was shook to the core. Because I never seen a person physically transform that fast. It had to be within an hour tops. Because he still had to go to his room and get dressed and stuff like that. Meaning that he didn't have a big window to get out. He probably just walked down the block. Chugged um, the first thing he could find. And just literally his body seriously rejected it. He tried to come back to the three-quarter house as if maybe he could kind of sneak in and sleep it off. Couldn't make it. Fell out. Ambulance was there. Had to be taken straight to the hospital. Violated his parole. Violated his drug program. Had to go right back into the system. That's how serious it is. And this was me witnessing this in early recovery. So trigger warming, no, I don't tend or want to trauma dump or nothing like that. But if you're talking about the devil, then you're going to have to, it's going to be a good fear dumping something. All right. When we talk about the villainy of the evil one, I think villain is even a step down from the darkness that comes and accompanies the demonic and spiritual attacks we face once we have drugs and alcohol in our system. So we have to look at it from that perspective. God was talking about be sober and be vigilant. Because from that perspective, he knows that one wrong move and them demons is going to be all over you. The devil is going to be all over you. That demonic attack is going to be all over you. That spiritual fall is going to be um, prominent. That that trans that transformation um, within your mind, body, and spirit is instantaneous. You get dragged to hell within moments. You could die that day, die in that moment. You never know. It's something that we can't play with. And the theme of Sober is Dope this year and since the beginning should have been clear. And it's like this recovery thing is life or death. You either live or going to die. We don't have no gray area. The gray areas of luck is limbo, is luck. You may survive, but it's going to be a great chance you might die. People die within this gray area playing around. I'm going to have one drink. I'm just going to take one hit. Uh, I'm going to take the edge off. Or I'm going to relapse mentally and eventually physically. I'm going to play around with the concept. I'm going to start going back to slippery places, slippery people, playing games. I'm going to start lying in secrecy, not telling the truth. Start making, you know, doing things that sets me up to justify my relapse and my fall because I'm not 100% committed and I'm full of shit and I'm not ready to take this leap because I think it's a game and I'm here to tell you it's not a game. It's not a game. And it's very simple. It's not complicated. You know, it's not. 
It's just like Jesus used to speak in parables. This is a being that was responsible for the creation of sun, moons, and stars, galaxies, universes, humans, multi-dimensions, cosmic light, souls, spirits, death, falls, and light energy, all of this stuff. And he's speaking to people about fig trees and um, candles and handmade and all this stuff. He's talking in parables because the biggest concepts of the universe are very simple. There's not there's not complicated. We don't have to discuss thermodynamics to understand that you'll die if you keep playing around with drugs and alcohol. You could complicate it because what's mostly complicated is the trauma that accompany or that that the the trauma that comes before the addiction. The pain is complicated. The why is complicated. Right? Because something may have happened to you. You are struggling, you're in pain, life is not easy. That's complicated, it's complex. It's not simple to just say, oh, don't drink or do drugs and then to hang in there and everything will be okay. No, it's tough, it's a process. But that process is way easier than the actual intoxication process. Now look, man, I had my fear, my sheer fear of failures and upsets and um, deaths in the family and shit happening in the last nine years. I had every excuse to relapse if I wanted to. No one would have said anything. You know what people would say? Oh, you tried. You did the sober's dope thing. You helped some people. You really was committed. But just get back on a wagon. That a boy, right? I would have got a few pats on the back. It's okay, you strong, you get through this shit. I'm not I'm not falling for the trap. I'm not playing with this thing, man. Addiction is serious. Don't play with the concept. You know? Like recovery is something that's not a trend or a fucking fad. And I just scar sorry for cursing. It's not my style, but the more people try to make this thing look all pretty and put together and commercialize it and People lose sight of what we really talking about, man. This is your life. This is your legacy. This is your ability to start over. Don't play with it. Yeah, don't use Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok and all these things as another addictive crutch. That's the next thing. Are you addicted to social media now? Is that a new thing? We have to be careful from jumping out of one addiction into another. You know, my thing was I jumped out of drugs and I jumped out of alcoholism and jumped into sugar and eating anything I wanted and struggling with that and, you know, falling into little addictive behaviors. And I have to watch. I have to realize that I have to grow out of way more than just the addiction. And even me, I got caught some time. Even having a platform like Soap is Dope, you have to ask yourself like, yo, you know, I have to be careful, right? I have to be careful. I haven't been posting a lot online lately. I haven't been doing too much because it's a new year. And every new year, I like to take a break and just really figure out exactly why and what I'm doing and and how it benefits you and if it's worthwhile to and make sure my messaging is pure and make sure I'm not feeding into some form of secondary addiction. So for a lot of us, I'm seeing, especially people, I'm going to call out people that's new in recovery. Don't get caught in the whole social media. I'm I'm sober, living my new life trap because that only works if you're equally putting in the same amount of time in the meetings, in the groups, and counseling, and therapy, and working on your actual recovery. Instagram is not your sponsor. Instagram is damn sure definitely not going to be your rehab or your detox plan or your long-term plan. Instagram is a place... 
and TikTok and these places, these are places that are good for community and to build teams. But if you're not doing the damn work, then that's not going to help you. And this is why I'm starting to see a lot of people newly in recovery with these platforms. They may have podcasts. They may have books. They may say, get my ebook, get all of this stuff. But they're relapsing and calling it slips. They're, they're over-utilizing the term slip. Oh, I had a slip. I had a slip in May. I had another slip in, in January. Oh, a little slip in December. No, you relapse. Let's stop playing around with the slip shit. Uh, a slip this is what Pop Buchanan is going to qualify as a slip. A slip is when you relapse and go directly back into rehab. Directly. Like, I made a mistake. It's day two. I'm going to the hospital and going to detox. I'm going back to get help. And I'm going back to AA. And I'm starting again today. That's a slip. A slip is not, oh, I relapsed. And I kept relapsing. I kept drinking. Uh, and I finally decided to come back. I'm here. It's been six months. And I had a slip. No, you relapse. And it's okay. Relapse is part of the process. But let's not start taking relapse and reframing it as something less sinister as a slip because relapse kills people so it should remain what it is a relapse i don't even like the term slip but i'm saying i could get it you slip i mean like slip means to me you would have to have tried something lesser than your drug of choice that tempted you to do your drug of choice but then you caught yourself like you had a slip in judgment or i still don't know how to frame it like if i'm an alcoholic and i drink a glass of beer i relapse I don't know how that's a slip. I don't know where to play with it. I don't know how to juggle it. I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know who invented it. You know, let's stop playing games. I'm not playing with you on Sober is Dope because if you're listening to this, I love you and I want you to understand one thing. I'm not going to lie to you and sugarcoat shit when it comes to addiction. You don't deserve that. You didn't come here for that. I'm going to let all the other people play games with addiction and their recovery. That's not us. Right? Me, my crew, Pop Buchanan, Sober Pop... All my people I rock with or whoever you see me affiliated with, we're very clear on our messaging on what recovery is and what recovery is not. And we're kind of like, I'm speaking for myself, I'm very invested in your well-being. And part of this podcast is education-based, right? I want you to understand, but from first-hand account of my journey through a first-hand account of my journey... So when God said, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil, walk up around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. He wasn't talking about slips and just playing games. He was talking about being absolutely sober. It's important. And let me explain something about the devil. When God mentions the devil, he's not just talking about the human condition. He's talking about your spiritual condition, the condition of your soul. Because we have principalities and powers. These forces are invisible. These forces are things that's not necessarily tangible. The spiritual world is a dimension that you can't see and hear, but it's there and it affects you in every possible way. It affects your soul. You can't touch or feel you. You can't touch or quantify your soul. But you know you have one You know you're more than just a shell Eyes, flesh, and uh, lungs You know that your consciousness Has some form of tangibility That will supersede the death of the human body So we know that So let's, let's, let's think about that When you're playing with addiction You're inviting 
principalities and powers in that could jeopardize the nature of your spirit and your soul so it's a lot a lot of people could fall into a lower dimension and do things that you can't come back out of meaning that you could get under the influence to accidentally kill someone you get under the influence to accidentally kill yourself you get under the influence and hurt a baby hurt somebody you love Damage the relationship that's really valuable to you. Break the heart of someone who's innocent. Hurt an innocent. These are all attacks. When you think about what a demon's supposed to do in your life or something dark or something that's evil, they come in, they attack. When you're under the influence, you are open to that same behavior, so you become that demon in the room that could hurt the innocents around you. That shit is spooky to me. That's spooky to me. When I was in uh, my addiction and I had a fight with somebody, I used to wake up the next day and say, hey, could I talk to you? Uh, could you please, did I do anything to hurt you yesterday? Because I wouldn't even remember. And I'm such a, I'm a good person. So if something could take me to a place where I may have hurt someone that I love with all my heart and not even remember it, but possibly have inflicted pain on them at the same time, that's some spooky demonic spiritual shit. And what would take me there? The only thing that could get me into that shift of consciousness is drugs or alcohol. I don't want to play with that. That's not even now. We're not even talking about a good time. You're talking invite. You're talking about inviting supernatural energy that's evil into your behavior patterns at will. Why you are arrested in subconscious stupor and something else is at the will. And then the next day when you come to, you have you may run the risk of may have killing someone you love. That you would never even fathom it. Then you have to live with that guilt and shame for the rest of your life in recovery because you wanted to play around with a slip of relapse. Or you want to play around and have a good time. It's 2022. You know, this is old rap. Um, MC Light said, leave the drugs and the guns and the knives alone. MC Light's on the microphone. You know, I used to hear that when I was a kid. Leave the drugs and the guns and the knives alone. Like, that's what I'm talking about with what God was trying to tell us. Be sober. Be vigilant. Be vigilant. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sober is Dope, a walk in the park with Pop Buchanan in New York City. I'm outside. The weather is getting a little bit better. It's about 50 degrees today. So we're all out in the park like it's summertime because it's the first glimpse of normal weather we had in the last five months. So you may hear kids and stuff in the background. You may hear music and stuff. Welcome to New York City. So half of our podcast is done outside in nature because Sober is Dope is definitely a about getting out, walking, breathing, but unfortunately I live in New York, so a large amount of the year we're stuck indoors and I can't enjoy the outdoors and the walk in the park segment, so as soon as the weather begins to get better, I come outside, so if you hear anything that's just sober as dope, um, that's how we roll, we walk in the park and we do podcasts with each other, so we at the 20 minute mark, um, I like to acknowledge that because I know a lot of people may be listening to stuff, and um, this episode is talking about... The the scripture in the Bible, First uh, Peter verse five. I mean, chapter five, verse eight. Be sober, be vigilant. What did God mean by that? What was God talking about? How does that relate to our recovery journey? Now, another thing: you don't have to be religious, Christian, or anything to understand a passage in a sacred book. This is still wisdom. 
okay? Because you may not believe in the devil, but you damn sure know evil exists. And the father of evil is something that Christians identify as the devil, but we could reframe that and talk about that all day. We know that evil exists. This is a dark energy for some reason in the universe that exists, right? And then we also know that we must be vigilant on this planet because we have a lot of systems and things in place that don't necessarily want the best for us. You know, the alcohol company don't really want you to drink responsibly. They don't care. They want you to drink. That's why they sell an addictive substance because it makes them money. They don't care. Cigarette companies know that you're going to die of cancer if you smoke your cigarettes. They don't care. They're going to tell you some stuff about the Surgeon General and make sure they put the most addictive thing in the cigarette, nicotine, so you could keep buying it. And you do. But do they care? No. So you got to be vigilant because they're villains and they're evil. Because they're crazy. Because they sell stuff legally that kills people. Simple. I mean, it's not brain work. It's just like, let's just stop playing games. Like, come on. We know what it is. Like, I, I smoked cigarettes for 19 years. So I'm qualified to talk shit about cigarettes and cigarette companies, right? And I'm not on my high and mighty shit. I'm super qualified because I had to quit because it was killing me, right? And my grandmother died of lung disease due to cigarettes, and I don't want anyone else to die like that. And unless you saw someone and you witnessed someone dying of lung disease from cigarettes, don't say shit to me because that's some ugly shit to watch. And it's sad because once your lungs go, it zaps all of your potential to live. Like trying to gas for oxygen with the and when you can't and you're still alive is just sad. And may you rest in peace, Grandma. I love you. You're a sweetheart, and I didn't want you to go through that. And I'm sorry I didn't get to see you. I was in college, and my grandmother passed away before I came back from college to see her. She kept asking about me, and I kept thinking I had time to see her, and I didn't. Anyway. So cigarettes suck, but again, I smoke for, uh, I'm nine years sober from alcohol, so I am seven years nicotine free today, and, um, um, and you know, I'm still rebuilding my lungs, like, I got all of these allergies, I have all of these things, like, my body is finally trying to purge all of those years, but it takes a lot of time, so pray for me, because I'm still going through the healing process of all of that damage I caused to my lungs and stuff, but I made the right choice, so be sober, be vigilant, your devil the adversary walking around like a lion seeking whom he may devour, so if you're seasoning sober is dope, when we talk about sobriety from God's perspective, we're talking about drugs too, Okay, that's another thing I don't want to play with no more. Are you clean or are you sober? Yo, dog, if you doing coke, you're trigger warning, you not sober, son. If you drinking beer, you not clean or sober, son. Let's stop playing with each other. Let's just call a spade a spade. I'm talking about if you're under the damn influence. I don't care what it is. I'm talking about everything from bath salt and up. So stop playing with me. Alright, so when God was talking about be sober, be vigilant, he was talking about every conceivable mind-altering substance, state of mind, state of being, state of heart. Because you could be sober-minded, are you clear-headed, are you, are you working from manipulation, are you working from a place of hatred, anger, are you working from a point of resistance, are you working from a point of sexual urges, are you working from a point of um, deception, 
Are you a liar? Do you steal? These are all sober-minded. Like you need to be sober, mind, body, and spirit, and pure in heart. First and foremost, because the devil could play on that too. That's why they say don't try to play in the streets because you ain't going to last long because the devil run the streets, boy. You want to play in them streets, you're going to die by the streets. You want to live by the gun, you're going to die by the gun. It's laws of the universe. Um, They call this the laws of polarity or the karmic laws of, of balance. And we just have to keep in mind these simple things. So when we're talking about God and his attempt to, God, God doesn't attempt to do anything, he just does. But when we talk about God and what that scripture meant, it was talking about us taking the concept of being sober to the highest levels of heaven, back down to earth, through the heart, through the mind, body, and spirit, and trying to be conscious and mindful that we have to remember to be vigilant in mind, body, and spirit, and pure of heart, and definitely stay the hell away from drugs and alcohol. All right, because if we don't, we have this adversary that was once a, one of the most ancient, beautiful angels that somehow changed once we were created and created a war in heaven and got kicked out of heaven with 200 fallen angels into earth to prove to God that we was never worthy to be bowed down to, to wreak havoc and to create division between God and his children, which are you. God said you will be crowned with more glory and higher than the angels. And that's what created the conflict with this angel whose name was at the time Samuel, who had other names also. But he was an ancient angel. And then when he developed the name Lucifer or, or the son of light or a lumen one, um, that's when the shit started to hit the fan. Right. And then you had Christ coming down to try to make a lot of corrections and clean a lot of the junk up that happened within these guys and try to make sure we had a way to get back to heaven through the process of death to live through immortal life once we had faith and, 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 we, and we understood God, right? And we extended forgiveness and mercy. So the thing is, whether you're religious or not, if I'm giving you an example based on these scriptures, all of it is about pure virtues. It's not about religion, dogma, if this scripture is right, if this person is wrong, or if you believe in Jesus or not. That's not what we're talking about here in Sobers, though. I'm not pushing an agenda. I could care less what your religion is or anything. I happen to use this faith system to um, explain a point to you, but I could use other faith systems to, to, to substantiate the same point. Whether we're talking about the Tao Te Ching and how uh, Lao Tzu was talking about balance and stuff, or if we're talking about Tibetan scriptures, or if we're talking about, even if we go into the Hindu stuff and we're talking about every scripture or every religious system is going to support the fact that drugs and alcohol is not good for you and that you should live by certain virtues because to be whole, to be present, to be pure is to be closer to God. Cleanliness is godliness and all of this stuff, being clean and sober, cleanliness, godliness, you get it? There's like this subtle universal theme of we got to get our shit together and not do drugs or alcohol. We wasn't made to do that and it's dark and it will kill us and drag us to hell and bring us closer to a dark vibration. Boom. That's it. We're not complicating nothing on sober is dope. Sometimes I'm bringing you higher concepts because I want to bring it together with you. You know why? It may not click now, but when you're in this dark, slippery place that you're not supposed to be in and you're having those thoughts about potentially having a drink or taking a hit or doing some drug, 
and it starts to click, you're going to remember this episode. You're going to be like, oh, shit. Boom. I remember Pop was talking about this shit goes deeper than everything. This is some cosmic spiritual shit, too. Word. This is deep. These dudes around me ain't playing. If I do this shit, I could die, son. I don't want to die. Let me get out of here. Call this Uber. I'm out. That's what I'm talking about. We need to reinforce the concept spiritually just as strong as we are physically. AA and all of that. Great. It brings you through the spiritual all the way down to the physical, the emotional, the psychological, the traumatic. Detox and rehab is physical. Let's get the stuff out your system. Therapy is mental. Mental health, right? Psychological. But spirituality was deals with the highest concepts. When you are whole spiritually, you could have better chances of healing the mental health. When the mental health is solid, you have better chances of, of being solid on the physical. And you have less need to lean on drugs and alcohol. That's my case today. God said it, Christ said it, these are sacred scriptures, I'm sharing it with you, and I hope I made my case today to utilize this scripture in thought and purpose when confronted with possible relapse or confronted with possible self-doubt on your recovery journey, or if you're in addiction and you're trying to find some reason to make sense on how you could depart from the nastiness of your addiction, know that that addiction is bringing you closer to hell, closer to the dark vibration, closer to the evil vibration, closer to the devil vibration, and nobody wants to be there. I don't care how trending um, these movies are with the werewolves and the vampire and the Harry Potter wizard shit. When you really get deep into it, it's closer to Exorcist than it is to that shit. It's nothing romantic about the darkness of that world. And anything in that world is on such a low vibration and dark vibration. It can't really, it's not really meant to exist on this plane. It only could come through to the spirit because it's probably from some alternate dimension where, you know, they look at us as food or some shit. Like, we're not in that realm. We are humans designed to be likened unto the creator to create other humans to push forth humanity and create this as above so below as in heaven as below world where it's full of love procreation peace and harmony now whether the governments the world leaders and money and capitalism distorts all of that Yes, so that's why God said be vigilant because you're already born into a world ruled by evil people and dark people who's all based on money, greed, and they all worship these these reptiles and evil things and serpents of the evil one, hence the devil. So God said be sober and be vigilant because you're not just dealing with them, you're dealing with a bunch of crazy people who runs the world. But you run your world so as far as you respecting the laws of the land and you living by the code of sacredness whether that's a sacred book like the bible whether that's a sacred book like the quran whether that's a sacred book like the bhagavad gita whether it's the upanishads whether it's the Tibetan book of the whatever you reading you know 
Whatever your faith is, remember it all has a unifying theme of a God that loves you, a creation that's purposeful, and a life that's full of harmony, peace, and love. And we know that God is love. And if you ask me what the God particle is, and we want to get really deep, the one thing that keeps everything together, including the empty space in the atom, that can't be identified or measured based on scientific instrumentation is love. That's the God particle. That's what keeps us everything together. That's what keeps that sun rising and setting and us in a specific gravitational access so we don't implode because God's like, I love you guys and I want you to have a space to thrive as a species and humanity to grow and to evolve. Now, like Gary say, you're preaching, Pop, you're preaching, that's my thing. I'm not a preacher, although maybe I should be, but I don't think I'll be good as my older brother because he actually is a preacher and he's the man and he's tall like Michael Jordan and I'm short and I wish I was tall like him, but that's neither here nor there. Little laughter, everybody lighten up, put some smiles on your face out there. I love you guys, man. Listen, this stuff is like, you master this, then you get your whole life to figure out all the other stuff. I'm on different mysteries now I'm trying to figure out. But everything is okay if I'm not going into that store and getting that bottle. Everything's okay if I'm not calling up somebody for some drugs. Or I'm not looking to get high. Then And it's not so bad. There's a lot of things that needs to be done. Sometimes things is a little scary. It's a lot of trauma. A lot of things happening. Dealing with a lot. As long as we keep those things at bay. Then we live to fight another day. And we're being vigilant. And we're closing off that portal for the evil one to come near us. And it's not about us against them. The more you follow God and mind your business, the, the devil eventually leaves you alone. You're like, I, got, I can't, there's no doors open to mess with this person. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Just do what you're supposed to do. You ain't got to worry about all that crazy shit. But the moment you take that drink or you put that drug in your veins or you put that drug in your system, then you open up that door and you just invited the darkest recesses of the universe to enter you through a spiritual portal and you don't want that all right so stay sober this is a spiritual episode on sober is dope because sometimes we need to reinforce the spiritual as well as the physical and mental all right so whatever your spiritual practice is this is my tip to you before i go if you believe in God, pray to God. If you don't believe in God, pray to a higher power. Look to one of your ancestors who was good. You know, try to find someone in history that you revere that you could try to get guidance from. I don't know what the hell, but if you don't believe in God, try to figure out what that emptiness, what that what's missing in your life and fill that void with a higher power. Right, it could be the sun, it could be the star. The sun is pure. Pray to the sun, pray to the moon. I don't know. I play to God. I believe in God. God is as general as you're gonna get. It's not really no religious connotation to the concept of God. It's just something higher than yourself because you know you didn't make you, and your parents didn't make them. And if you keep going down somewhere and somewhere, something responsible for life in this universe, this galaxy the Milky Way to come forth and for us to be here on cell phones talking on a random day, you know, checking out Instagram and checking out uh, someone that we love and thinking about how to procreate and get money. It's definitely there was some type of creator 
involved in something so beautiful, magnificent that we can't even quantify. Because me, I'm still trying to work on advanced algebra. I cannot create a galaxy. So I definitely know my dad and my mom did up there in heaven that creates things. They did that, and and I'm happy to be part of such a beautiful creation. Lastly, how do you beat the beast? How do you stay sober? Always be creating. Find your creative calling. Be like the creator. Go forth and create things, and you won't be so sad, bored, and preoccupied with breakup, exes, oh me, woe me, life is bad, and stuff like that. How you beat all of that is you bring new life into the universe. If you're not creating a child, create a book, create a painting, create an idea, create a course, create a poem, create something. Bring something else to make the universe more beautiful, and you'll be excited. And then you won't have time to think about what's sad or what's dark or be trying to escape. Your new escape would be the creative process. And as God creates more children, more animals, more suns, moons, and stars, and bumblebees, you'll be creating more and we'll be in alignment with our creation process. I love you all. I'm Pop Buchanan, over and out. Go in peace and love. And trust me, if I offended anyone on this episode... I apologize, but if you feel like anything rubbed you the wrong way, that's an indication of work that needs to be done in your spirit and your life, right? And when we start to put the ego aside a little bit and say, damn, if somebody's giving me some really high, crazy, deep, warped, constructive advice and I feel a certain way about it, it means that there's something in you that you need to to address because I'm giving you cutting edge advice that I learned from burying people and seeing where the lack of this advice takes a person. This is not me pontificating. This is me saying I have 10 friends that I could probably identify that went down these rabbit holes and these evil things took them to their grave prematurely. And I don't want you to play with that world because that's a real reality where someone will be um, um, singing your eulogy and putting you in the ground real early. Because that's where these evil beings want you. They want to stop your creation, stop your life, and put you in the grave early. They want to make a case to God that you're not greater than the angels and that you should have never been created. You can't let them win. You have to prove to God. You God betted on you. According to the Bible, God just made the biggest bet. He said, I'm making humans, and they're going to be the greatest creation ever made. Boom. Hold that. They'll be greater than the angels. There's nothing greater than the angel besides God. So God said, then, according to my word, there's me, there's my son, then there's Adam and Eve, which is the humans, then there's the angels, then there's the animals. That's what created the war in heaven. Every angel that did not obey or agree with God decided to leave heaven or they got kicked out of heaven because the angel Michael wasn't going to let that war in heaven disrespect the throne. So he kicked the devil out of heaven with his 200 cronies and said, you will be kicked out of heaven. And where did they go? They only could go from heaven to earth. So they came to earth. So they're here. And they're here to prove to God that we are not, should not have been crowned higher than them. That's what this thing is about that we're in, right? If no one ever explained it to you, I can because I studied this my whole life. That's the conflict within the heavens. 
the question is, are they right or is God wrong? If God was wrong, then we should never have been created because we wasn't worthy of that crown. But God doesn't make mistakes. So that means that God knows that somewhere within you is the greatest creation he ever made and the ones that would inherit the kingdom of heaven and bring heaven and earth together as one it's all the potential of the living universe the highest technology on the planet the best thing that ever was created in this universe is you and inside of you and your potential that's the whole bible in less than five minutes so if you really want to think deep Give yourself the respect and own that shit. Own that. And let's prove these evil beings because they may not they may not be evil to God or the universe. They just may be evil to us because they don't like us. They don't believe in us. They don't want to give up they don't want to give the whole universe to us on the silver platter because God says so when they was running it since the beginning of the time. We're young. We only been around for what, a couple of hundred thousand years. But our spirits are eternal because they come from God. So that means we're older than Earth because we come from God. Earth is 4.9 billion years old. So, okay, guess how old you probably are? Give yourself the benefit of the doubt. You're floating in the middle of space at the speed of light on a cell phone. And something is telling you that you was created to be greater than everything in the living universe. There's bigger potential in you than drugs and alcohol. That's the message of Sober is Dope. Life or death. God or or death choose wisely because all the evidence is pointing to you not needing these things to thrive and that you are enough because you're the highest technology according to all creation it's inside of you i'll catch you guys on the other side love you go in peace pop you later